Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Right. This is going to be fun. Up we go. Into time and space. Welcome to Time and Space, the Nerd Party's dedicated Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband slash co-host, Philip Gilfus. <laughs> Have you missed us? We're in season two now. Or series two, depending on what side of the pond you're on of this podcast. Absolutely. So, new series for a new series. Yes, absolutely. It's very exciting. Next week... We have the new Who. Yes, some would say it's about time. (laughs) Others would say it's glorious. That's right. (laughs) Well, for those who are maybe just joining us, we are, of course, married. We have been married for one and a half years, one and three-fourths years. It's been about 18 months, I think, yeah. Okay, Yeah, yeah, and we are both Doctor Who fans. You began your Doctor Who fandom... Well, you pretty much started it. We, This is what happened. We were at the beach. It was our very first beach trip together, and uh, you showed me the 50th anniversary, and uh, I decided I had to know more. Right. So uh, this is your fault. Yeah, and I know you've watched and sort of rewatched all of New Who, and I was introduced to Doctor Who around the early 10th Doctor, and so I sort of went back and watched Nine, and then... You know, was contemporaneously watching uh, from then on, and then quickly uh, traveled back to all of Classic Who. So I've seen Classic Who at least once. I'm, you know, not an expert expert, but I at least have seen everyone at this point. Except I'm still muddling my way through the third Doctor. That's my weakest point. So that may be our maybe a series to go together at one time. But, <laughs> Holding hands as we step into the abyss. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, you know, we've gone through the past, you know, we've been, began this podcast of December of 2017, and so we've gone through a lot of Doctor Who topics and thoughts since then, watching Classic Who, New Who, we've done spinoffs, we've done Big Finish, we've done all sorts of things in between. And so... Uh, because we're recording on the 30th and not the 1st of October, I cannot grab the Dr. Tenth book. Because, of course, every month in this year, we've been reading the Dr. Mr. Man Doctor series. Is the 10th Doctor here? It is. Oh, I didn't know it of was course here. It's on, it's on October. Why would I pull well, it out? Well, no. No, I understand. <laughs> but norm- I guess normally I check the mail, so I get to see it. But you've but been busy. So I have been busy. I check so you get home first sometimes. And yeah. so I'm here to tell you, you actually have a few surprises waiting for you. Well, that's very exciting. Now, see, this is this is not okay, sweetheart. I absolutely love you, but you're the one with the birthday coming up. I know. And so you're going to make me look bad if I'm like, here are the things I got you for your birthday. And then you're like, here are the things just because I'm a romantic fool. And that's not fair, baby. It's not fair. That's what you get for marrying a Libra. <laughs> is it? Is yeah. that a thing? <laughs> And so with this new series, of course, we will be reviewing and talking about the 13th Doctor's Adventures, and we will be bringing in some wonderful guest co-hosts, so it's not just the two of us, and we have a mixture of opinions and thoughts, because sometimes we get on the spousal wavelength, and we like to have other opinions. (laughs) But, of course, this week we don't have new Doctor Who just yet. Right. 
And so, what are we going to talk about, darling, for this first non-episode review episode? You know, I think we're going to talk about whatever the heck we want to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You have a very detailed outline here. We're going to talk about Doctor's first episodes. That's right. Focusing specifically on New Who. Right. And I don't know, at this point, we have both seen enough. You've seen enough. We could talk about anything, honestly. But I think we'll try to keep the focus on New Who. But, I not to speak for my wife, um, but she has seen all of the first... She's all. She's seen all of the Doctor's first episodes, except for the fourth Doctor and the seventh Doctor. Okay. So you've not seen... Oh, I'm not going to even try with the episode titles. Robot something is, is the fourth Doctor, and then the seventh is uh, Time and the Ronnie, if I'm correct. So, But you've seen An Unearthly Child. You've seen the animated Power of the Daleks. Yep. You've seen Spearhead from Space. Okay. Skipping four, five is... Oh... I'm blanking on five. But anyway, that's the one where he's, you know, looking for the zero room and they're carrying him around in the crate. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm blanking on that for a second. I apologize. Uh, Whovian listeners. And six uh, would be the Strangling Perry one. And again, I'm oh, yeah. blanking on that yeah. episode title for a second. And then, of course, you've seen the Eighth Doctor movie. Of course. And then, of course, you've seen all of New From there on. So Ninth Doctor B. Rose, Tenth Doctor The Christmas Evasion, Eleventh Doctor The Eleventh Hour, and Twelfth Doctor Deep Breath. And, of course, I've also seen the regeneration from Eight to War. That's true. That's true. Um, which would be Night of the Doctor. Night of Doctor. So many so. Yeah. And so, of course, it's all leading up, of course, to the, the woman who... Oh, Lordy, I should know the episode. Woman, woman Who Fell to Earth? Yes, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, so... All right, so yeah, instead, but you know, instead of talking about individual episodes, let's just talk about some broad topics, and because all of them kind of have some things in common, some things not. So we'll, we'll see what we're going to be leading into here with Jodie Whittaker and her friends. And so, the first thing that I always see with new doctors for most of the time is sort of the confusion of regeneration. Yes, they're in some sort of state. Yes, um, and of course, we don't get to see that with the ninth doctor. Mm-hmm. Putatively, he has been the ninth doctor. For some time. So we don't really get to see any of that adjustment. Hmm. Uh, But from then on, very much so, the who am I, who are you, what are we doing? It's always a little bit, some things I do remember, for instance, with um, the 10th Doctor. He knows everybody, Mm -hmm. but he's not very good at remaining conscious throughout. I'm trying to think about the 11th Doctor. I know that the 12th Doctor doesn't seem to know Clara. Right. Well, or the difference between men and women. Yes, yes. And loves a dinosaur. Right. So there's that. Um, And then, of course, we've already seen in one of the trailers, the new Doctor, the 13th Doctor, doesn't know her name. Right. Uh, She does mention that last time she, you know, yesterday she was a (laughs) white-haired Scotsman, (laughs) yeah. And she's looking for a doctor. Yes. Because that's in her brain. Yeah. And she can't remember the word for tongue. (laughs) Tongue. Tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then they often need something to... Make them fully doctor. Mm-hmm. So let's see. With, we just finished watching the Christmas Invasion because I was a little rusty on that one. But the the tenth Doctor needed a tea. Yep, yep. The tannins, right? The tannins are what make things happen. And in honor of that, my husband and I are both drinking a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's worth noting that my husband drinks his entire cup of tea with the tea bag in, which I'm pretty sure makes him a monster. And that's true. 
And a Zygon, possibly. Possibly a yeah. Zygon. Now, the 11th Doctor needed something to eat. He was hungry. Oh, he yes. Custard and fish fingers, yes, of course. Custard and fish oh, fingers. Yes, of course. Yes. That's what yes, I'm saying. Yes, yeah. all of that. So, but he was sort of off. You know, he, the, he couldn't walk straight. And I'm was, not sure he ever could throughout <laughs> his time. Uh, God love him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, even his Sonic wasn't working correctly for some reason. So. Yep. Um, and then with the twelfth doctor, again, he was very confused. He he uh, slept. I'm trying to remember what finally bonked him in the head, or maybe it was a bonk in the head that finally got him straight. Straightened up. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. You know, riding the horse, walking around in his gym jams, which of course the tenth doctor also did. Hey, it's a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I I, th- I think of New Who, the twelfth doctor's confusion lasted the longest. And requires a phone call from the eleventh doctor. Yeah, and we'll get into that. But I mean, it's and in, in some ways, you know, and the twelfth doctor. I'll just say, hey, so the twelfth doctor, I think, had, did not for me did not have a great introduction because of his regeneration confusion. Reminds me a lot of the sixth doctor, who I'm also not a great fan of, where his entire serial he was very confused the whole time to kill Perry, you know, all these things, and you know, it's. I get that that it makes sense as a story, you know, as a constant to have the confusion. I mean, even the all the doctors, the fifth doctor was couldn't know which companion he was talking to and was naming all the past companions. But like, I think you need to get them somewhere straight before the end because then we don't know this doctor and we're just like, well, he's confused, yes, I'm yeah. confused. We're all confused. Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, and this is skipping ahead a little That's bit right. in your um, outline, but some of that confusion help uh, the confusion itself helps establish, you know, that's part of the, the, the thing that that is a trope that we see with every doctor, but also the confusion gives us a chance to sort of remind us as an audience who people are and, mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. So, oh, uh, allows the reintroduction. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if the 13th Doctor has the same. Now, she just fell from space, so I don't know how she's going to land. Yeah. Maybe that'll just smack her right away. Into- <laughs> yeah. Well, it doesn't appear to you're, you're from right, the trailers. Right. Um, but what what if she'll need anything special to sort of get her up to speed? Yeah. Yeah. Pink bow or something. because she's a girl. Because right? she's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Feminine hygiene products, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. It's a discussion about <laughs> Time Lords. Anyway, so another bullet point. So the first episode, depending, right, because everyone's different, is sort of the reintroduction of either the entire series or the entire franchise or the entire concept of Doctor Who. Because especially with the 13th Doctor and Chris Chibnall, it really seems like this is supposed to be a reintroduction, like, assuming, and I'm just reading into interviews, but, but it seems to me what Chris is saying is like, he's almost writing like, I want to have new, well, they always want new fans, but like, he's really emphasizing that he, you can come to nothing watching this first episode and you will be fine. It's a lot of work though. Kind of, you have to do though, if you're sort of starting from zero, at least you think your audience is starting from zero. Yeah. But I don't think, I mean, I never, I mean, obviously they did that with the ninth doctor as well. Right, right. And to an extent with the 11th Doctor, right. because they, of course, there was, wasn't a companion crossover. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's too terrible a, a concept. Right. Um, I think, again, 
finding that consistency within the tales of having a crossover companion can be comforting, but also the complete newness of a companion is exciting as well, especially when they're companions as good as, say, Amy. Um, who Amy and ultimately Rory, who are fantastic. And I think that uh, at least two out of the three, I'm still holding fire on Bradley Walsh. (laughs) You know, I think these companions are going to be interesting. We already know a little bit about their history, at least a tiny bit. Um, It looks like the two younger ones are um, police officers of some sort. Some sort. They seem to be in safety vests (laughs) in the... um, in the trailer, at least. And we've learned that... Ryan. Or Ryan, the character of Ryan. Ryan. Yes. I couldn't come up with his name. I was thinking Ben. Never mind. <laughs> uh, Ryan has dyspraxia. So mm. we'll see how that plays out. And that's an interesting sort of inclusivity that I think is quite useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Yeah. And I wonder... I wonder how much... Because especially... There's this whole sort of... You know, this new series is going to be all standalone series. And I feel like I read somewhere, I don't feel like I'm making this up, that like you can almost come to any episode. Like It's very, going to be very episodic. Yeah. So it's wondering like how often do you have to reintroduce stuff if it's that episodic. But anyway. But yeah, I mean, in rewatching The Christmas Invasion, of course, that's a the Doctor Who Christmas special, so I don't know how many people come to that cold. And it was sort of, considering it was just the one year of Doctor Who, I don't know how much they were sort of reintroducing as much as continuing with a new Doctor. You know, I know that's sort of a... Continuing the reintroduction. Yeah, with a, yeah. Fi- a fine point there. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like they were like... There wasn't a, you know, the, oh, it's bigger on the inside, or they're sort of like, yeah, we figure you know what's going on. Yes. Whereas opposed to where, it's like you said... With- Although, of course, uh, there was the moment when Jackie came in that she does sort of look around in <laughs> awe. I sort of expected the bigger on the inside, and then it didn't come, and that was fine. Yeah. Um, but I guess as opposed to Matt Smith, where that was sort of, you know, with new showrunner, and new everything, that was sort of a reintroduction... You know, leaving the TARDIS reveal to the end, which is sort of both a old fan and new fan thing. Because for the new fan, or excuse me, for the old fans, they're like, well, we want to see the new TARDIS. We're, we're, mm. we're saving it till the end. Um, and then you'll really enjoy it. And as far as the, the new fans are like, okay, this is the TARDIS. We've been saving it till the end, you know. Yeah, yeah. And of course, the trope of it's bigger on the inside is, yeah. is it's just a, a running gag, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, and then people play with it. You know, it's smaller on the outside. <laughs> what you know so that's it it doesn't but it's not an um exclusive running gag right you know it's not something that people would new people would watch and go well they've got all these jokes that i don't understand because i haven't watched it before mm-hmm. that's a fairly you know simple simple trope yeah and it'll be interesting, especially when you have three people walking into the TARDIS for the first time instead of just the one. Yeah. So. Well, and will they all go in at the same time? That's true. You know, there's the... And that was something that I wondered, and seeing in the trailer, particularly seeing the two younger ones, Ryan and... I know Yasmin's her real name. I forget her character name. I want to say it's something like Tamsin or something, isn't that? Is it not something similar? I may be Mm. making that up. No, I was thinking it was something that you struggled to pronounce... And I was like, oh, no, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we see them together at, as colleagues, whatever that means. Um, or that's what they appeared to be to me in the trailer, yeah. um, was that they were colleagues of some sort. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. You know, it's uh, so it's Ryan and Yasmin are the characters. Oh, okay. Names. 
Ren's real name, Ryan's real name is Tosun, yeah, yeah. And, and Mandy. Her, yeah, yeah. And then of course Bradley Walsh as Bradley Walsh. Bradley no, Walsh. As, as Graham. <laughs> Bradley Walsh as Bradley Walsh. And of course, just on a complete side note, Mm. watching Sarah Jane, we saw Bradley Walsh. That's true. He played an evil clown, or just clown, I suppose. Evil ringleader. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Ringmaster, yes. Yeah, Yeah. ringmaster. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting to see him. I was like, oh, is that, is that, and you're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's Bradley Walsh. No, no. I was like, why does that guy look familiar? I should know. (laughs) Oh, crap. It's Bradley Walsh. And he actually did a phenomenal job with it. Yeah. Phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, I disparage Bradley Walsh and I don't mean it. It comes from a place of love and, Mm. you know. And we'll see. Some hesitation, but we'll go with it. We'll Mm. go with it. We'll see what happens. Cool. Yeah, and it'll be it'll definitely be interesting. Um, so because you know we, there's presumably going to be a new TARDIS interior, considering the TARDIS was sort of fritzing up and exploding what last we saw it. Yep, absolutely. So, and I mean, I don't I don't know if there's spoilers out there. I I have always avoided all of them, of course. Yeah, so, you're very good at that. So I'm looking forward to you know we know there's a new screwdriver. Of course, that's out because they're already selling it. But so yeah, just the little things. And it'll be interesting to see how she gets from twelve costume to thirteen costume. And I don't think I really noticed. In the trailers, whether or not, she, whether she's wearing, 12, she is. is she still mm-hmm. wearing 12s? Mm-hmm. So, how she gets from there to there. Sure. Uh, we do get to see, and, and we don't often really, but this is, and, and I think it's one of the only times that we see the 10th Doctor going through the Doctor's wardrobe. Right. We don't often get to see the, the process. We do with the 8th Doctor because he's stealing somebody's Halloween costume. Right. Um, at the hospital, and that's how he ends up in his. Mm-hmm. And we did see who's the one with the scarf that falls apart and he goes into doctor. the cricket yeah. cricket costume. So mm-hmm. we do see that. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I always thought it was interesting. I mean, I guess I knew it, but I never thought about it. Uh, you know, when I was first watching Classic Who, because I, you know, I kind of knew the doctors, you know, generally what they look like, but I didn't really think about it. The second Doctor is actually wearing the same thing as the first Doctor, but because he's shorter, it's more ruffled. Which is why he looks like the yeah. little tramp. Yes. How interesting. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. So he's literally wearing the what same. the first Doctor yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> Just happens to be a different size. And have a recorder. Yes. <laughs> so the introduction of companions is always another aspect of these uh, first episodes. Now, as you said, sometimes we're continuing with previous companions, you know, with a 9 to 10 or a 11 to 12, um, and of course classic as well. But other times we get brand new companions, mm-hmm. which we got with 9, you know, Obviously, and certainly with yeah. 11, yeah. and so now with 13. And so how does that, we're not only introducing a new Doctor, new show, new series, but now new companions, and this time it's three new companions. Yeah. So. And I think that's been one of the things that regular fans who have struggled with this, that's one of the reasons. It's so much change. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's an understandable fear. Um, and I think seeing some of the trailers, people are starting to get a little bit more at ease with some of the change, at least, you know. And so, yeah, and I think Three Companions feels at least initially overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I, I you know, we these pro- are a lot of people that all of a sudden we have to get to know and love. Yeah. And I assume we won't get a lot the first episode. I mean, I know it's going to be episodic, but I assume we will learn more of these people as mm. it goes on. Well, as you do. Yeah. We just need to know of enough the... of why they would say yes to traveling in the TARDIS. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think 
you know, we always think, oh, we don't have room for all of these people in our hearts. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Bradley Walsh has got to go. (laughs) Again, kidding. There's only two Um, chairs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the TARDIS. But, you know, I think that, I mean, Chris Chipnell working with this huge cast of Broadchurch made every single one of them unique and so which one is the murderer <laughs> yeah yeah so that's it's bradley walsh i'm telling you it's bradley walsh so yeah i think that he is someone who is good at ensemble mm-hmm. pieces which is something that's comforting to me because i feel like we're in good hands and it'll be interesting and i haven't paid attention i'm sure this information's already out but i haven't paid attention to um, what he's writing and what the new writers are mm. writing. I mean, because, um, you know, they've released the writers, which I don't remember any of their names. But you... <laughs> Much like the Hounds, yeah. they've released the writers. Marjorie Blackman is one, sure. um, which I'm very excited about. She wrote, um, she's written several things, but my personal favorite was a, a trilogy called Knots and Crosses, which is absolutely I brilliant. I casting for that, some article, and I didn't know what the past was, whether that was a, a new thing that they've ever done, like a new, I don't know if it was theater or TV, but anyway, or if this was something they've done before and they're just doing a new version, but I don't know. Yeah, but I don't anyway, know. I saw I don't some know. But yeah, loved that series a lot. Mm-hmm. It was when I was teaching teenagers, and so, you know, these were the sort of books that we did. I feel like there's another one about a heart transplant child, but I don't don't remember enough about it. But Knots and Crosses was one that we actually, uh, not too long after it came out, became part of our reading list uh, for students. So great set of books. Can't wait to see what she does with it. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting of how much he's sort of supervising the writing and how much he's actually doing the writing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and, <clears throat> you know, figuring out how the writer's room works. And, yeah. I guess with it being standalone, again, I think it's interesting that it is standalone, you know, that there isn't going to be this sort of, you know, crack in the wall kind of continuity. Um, And so I guess he doesn't, it's not like he's saying, like, this has to go here. It's just more like, write whatever you want, you know. But I feel like we've seen a lot of that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like the Ninth Doctor was relatively episodic. I can't think of a... Was that with the, I guess it was with the Ninth Doctor, mm-hmm. the Bad Wolf, in which case Tennant was a little episodic in places. Yeah, he was a little more. I mean, you had Torchwood with his first series. Yeah. Which wasn't, but again, it but, wasn't over. Yeah. Again, with Bad Wolf, it wasn't just, you just saw the word Bad Wolf. And it yes, didn't really, yeah. You didn't really understand the context. Yeah. So. And, and there's no, you know, that may be something that mm-hmm. they're working on and having some sort of continuity, even though it's primarily episodic. And I think that that would be okay. Sometimes Bad Wolf confused me mm-hmm. a little bit. The silence scared me and eventually got a little annoying. Yeah. And um, convoluted. Going, yeah. And convoluted. <laughs> going from crack, you know, there's a crack in my wall. Uh. All the way to the silence was really long and drawn out, yeah. um, in my opinion. So sometimes the standalones. Yeah, yeah, and work I think I, mean, I think it'll be interesting because we really haven't gone deeply episodic for a while, and so I think it's you know sort of a <sighs> with the franchise. You know? Yeah, breath of fresh air, yeah. new start. See how it goes. See how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, th- uh, you know. Whilst this is episodic, Chris Chibnall is also good at through lines. And so, you know, if it doesn't work, I have no doubt he has enough in his arsenal to to move on to something new. 
So another aspect is a lot of the first episodes try to, what's the right word, not in great shape, but anyway, to uh, ensure that we know that this doctor is the doctor. Mm -hmm. And like, I think one of the most sort of (laughs) on the nose, but I thought it was really cool, was the 11th doctor when you sort of had the um, Atraxi, if I remember the alien race's name correctly. Uh, you know, he was sort of like, you know, as they're going through the little video and he's like, you know, and see if this you know planet has been protected. And then he sort of shows all the doctors Scrolls through and then he all, breaks yeah. through on the 10 to show that he's 11. And he's like, I'm the doctor. So, you know, basically run. And so that's like, oh, he's the doctor. You know, so it's how, how or if they're going to try to do that same thing. So like with the 12th doctor, that was the roll your eyes, the 11th doctor being like, no, no, that's me. That's yeah. me who you're seeing yeah. right now. Yeah. And so not, not okay with that. No, but that, um, that's sort of how they did that. <laughs> with, the, with the 10th doctor, because you're keeping all the companions, you have, and, and even, you know, you're, you're keeping Rose, but you've also got Jackie, you've got Mickey Ricky, you've got Prime Minister. Harriet Jones. Harriet Jones. I know who she is. <laughs> And so all of those people go through the, he's the doctor, yeah. you know. And at one point, Harriet Jones, prime minister, says, oh, he is my doctor, uh-huh. you know. And so that sort of comfort, um, even though he's trying to figure out who he is, and he says that a lot, mm-hmm. um, you still have the the other, the familiar faces going, oh, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting if we're not seeing any old aliens, right. if we've got a complete new set of companions and a complete new doctor, how they are going to do that for us. And especially with, I mean, that it is the first woman doctor. And I don't, you know, Chris says he's not going to touch it. That I mean, at least from what I've read, and I guess, and again, whatever, you know, I always have to, with a grain of salt, what you read in the, in the media, because you never know what they'll actually do with the show. But it just seems to me... Or what I've read is like they're really not going to make a big deal out of it. Or big like, oh, I'm a woman. of course we, you know, we from the tr- the the clip we saw, she's like, you know, why do you keep calling me ma'am or madam yes, or something? Yeah, and, and you're and, a woman. No, am I? Okay. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, but, but you know, I, you know, are they going to do anything to be like, no, this is Doctor of Doctor Who, you know, or is it just we you know take it as read and we'll go from there? Yeah, and I think that you know, there's. I think it makes sense if she's a woman for the first time after 12 regenerations that there is going to be a little bit of, oh, am I? Okay. Ma, you know, like the 10th doctor who said, um, you know, am I ginger? Oh, man, I wanted to be ginger, <laughs> you know, and uh, the 11th doctor saying, oh, new kidneys, yeah. you know, I don't think I like the color. And so commenting on the fact that she's female it is a thing and that's okay uh making it a big thing Mm -hmm. i I think they'll sort of let that fly and there also always seems to be in these episodes a sort of the power of the doctor and the reputation of the doctor so like watching the christmas invasion he's like i don't know who i am but it ends with a big sword bite and him sort of Kicking the alien off the spaceship and plumbing to Earth. Yeah, like, no, no second, second chances. chances. But that's sort of like, and then with the eleventh, that's who I am. And then with the eleventh Doctor, you know, he calls back the aliens. Well, you just save the world, and then called back the alien. And then he's like, basically, run. And that's sort of like, ah, oh, it's the Doctor. And then the twelfth Doctor, he's a little bit different, but he sort of has that sort of back and forth with the clockwork guy. You know, who, who's one of us is going to kill the other person, or you know. Or something like that, when they're sort of struggling with the floating cafe and over, and then, you know, the guy falls to his death, and it's like, well, 
did the 12th doctor push him or did he push himself? It was like, you know, either you want to die or I want to kill you. And we didn't know that. And so, but that sort of established this sort of 12th doctor, you know, he's, he's the, he's the guy. So it'll be interesting how they sort of establish the power or, or if they're going to play it low key. Cause you know, one of the things that not like a harsh critique at all, but one of the things I've, I've sort of softly critiqued it, uh, knew who, or at least the direction it's going is they keep building up the doctor's power and, you know, you have the 11th Doctor being super powerful, and even though they try to do sort of the reset in, near the last series with, him, you know, taking his the memory of him out of the Daleks, and, you know, mm. they did not, didn't know who he was, sort of being sort of going back to the old school classic Doctor, kind of the small time. But even the 12th Doctor kind of ramped it up again with sort of fighting Time Lords and... You know, spending billions of years, you know, in his prison, and uh, yeah, you know. Although then, I think they took it back a little bit, at least when he with his last series, mm-hmm. when he was sort of stuck. It, it goes back a little bit to his unit days, mm-hmm. sort of reset him a little bit. Uh yeah, because he's guarding Missy. Yeah, sort of a soft reset. That last series, yeah. So, yeah. but really interesting. and of course, it was beautiful. It was a great, you mm-hmm. know, it was by far his best series. So. But, you know, how will they establish the 13th Doctor sort of being a Time Lord? You know, mm. How they'll do that? So, I don't know. Or if they will. You know, obviously, they don't have to. That's sort of been the going yeah, thing. Yeah, and we've got, again, you know, she says something about just being a traveler. Mm-hmm. So seeing seeing where that takes them. And, mm-hmm. and helping people. Yep. All right. And so the, sort of the last thing is, um, you've mentioned it a little bit, uh, the appearance and tone of the new Doctor. Um, you know, as you said, the, the finding the costume as you said, the ninth doctor we just forgot already. The tenth doctor sort of played in the wardrobe. We didn't get sort of as you in the classic who you'll see a lot more like references to like, oh, that'll be the scarf, which there was the scarf this time in the tenth mm. doctor, or like the second doctor's like furry coat or whatever. They would play with that a little bit, or a recorder maybe, you know, they would pick yeah, up and try to play yeah. or, or whatever. They try, you know, whereas uh, New Who, like I said, the eleventh doctor sort of steals it from, you know, clothes from the hospital. That's the eighth doctor. Well, yeah, also the eleventh doctor. Remember, they're in the hospital. Oh yes, of course. No, you're absolutely right. He's like, you kept the clothes. Like yes, I saved the universe and I kept the clothes. And the bow ties are cool. (laughs) Yep. And then the twelfth doctor. We didn't really see him going through the wardrobe. We just saw him sort of. I've made an outfit. How does it look? Yeah, yeah. And of course, presumably, at least in the beginning, the thirteenth doctor doesn't have her TARDIS. That's true. There is no wardrobe. Yeah. So where's she get clothes uh, from? Where's she gonna get clothes from? <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Well, that's sort of our any any final thoughts about the doctor's S philosophy after the S first episodes. <laughs> nope. I'm so excited for this next one. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well with that, let's take a look into the TARDIS library. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. Right, so yes, into the TARDIS library. We are going to be looking at, we're coming back to class. That's right, you thought we had left it, right? We had not. We talked about the fact that we would have liked to have seen a second season series to see how it went, and we didn't get a chance to. But fortunately, that's right. Big Finish Audio has given us that opportunity, and we have listened to Volume One. That's right, which was which was released August of 2018, year of our Lord Common Era, and uh, so we, there were three episodes in this volume. There was uh, the episode "Gifted," the episode "Life Experience," 
and the episode Tell Me You Love Me. And these were sort of, well, I mean, they're full episodes or, you know, full audio adventures, but they, they didn't feature the full cast. They would feature some in one and some mm-hmm. more of the other. And so you got, you got all of them by the, by the end of the three episodes, but they're sort of piecemeal stories. So, um, let's talk about the first one. I'll read the synopsis here. So this is Gifted. When a talent scout arrives in Shoreditch, Ram sees an opportunity to further his goals, whilst April strikes up a friendship with new boy Thomas Lanford. Their choices draw all three to Carter House. But who is the mysterious Mab that waits for them there? So obviously this was just Ram and April. Yep, yep. I would like to mention that, um, you know, what, you know, Mab, that should have been a clue. Yeah, Queen Mab, very, you know. She's everywhere, yeah. It's pretty on the nose. Yeah. So what would you think of this episode with our favorite whining Ram and April? Uh, yeah, Ram was a little whiny, although he, I thought he was a little bit in life experience as well. But it was nice to see them again. I'm a little sad that we don't get them all together, mm-hmm. although that might be a bit much for audio. I don't know if that's why they do it that way. But I thought it was interesting, and I liked the way they talked about the house. I have a pretty clear picture in my head of what the house looks like, and it was an interesting idea. You know, that that there's the Queen of the Fairies who was taken over, and she's got the guy from the 60s who reappears. And Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting story. I mean, it was. I'm definitely not going to say but. You know, it was an interesting story. It, you know, with the April-Ram relationship, it was interesting because Big Finish often does these sort of, after the episode, they'll sort of talk to the actors. And it was funny because I can't remember which one was saying they were trying to figure out where this is in this first series, because these are all, you know, in the first series. Canon-wise, yeah. Yeah, and so, but of course, you know, is it before they kissed, after they kissed, before they had sex, after they had sex? Because, you know, trying to figure out what the relationship dynamics between the two of them are in this episode. After the truth-telling episode. Yeah. yeah. So it was hard to tell. I mean, you know, but in a fun way. You sort of make yeah, think I about it. I didn't think that was necessarily a bad thing. Or a distraction, but... Um, but yeah, it was, it was a cute episode. Um, again, I... <laughs> I just think Ram doesn't, I don't know. He's a hard character. Again, I mean, he's from the TV show, so it's not like we can make something he wasn't. But I I think it'd be a little more interesting than him just being his sort of usual selfish self. (laughs) But that's that's his character, so it's not like it's not out of character. Yeah, But it's just not interesting at times. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice. Not his strength. And it's one of those things, you know, if their characters are sort of frozen where they are, then Mm. we don't get as much character growth. Yeah. As we would, potentially. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And then April with her half a heart. Um, in life experience, we get Tanya and then Ram again. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was also an interesting episode. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you read the synopsis this okay. time. Okay. After signing up for work experience at Sevelin Laboratories, Tanya and Ram find themselves thrust into the world of medical research. But dark secrets lie at the heart of Sevelin Industries, and not everyone can make it out alive. In fact, few people actually oh, yeah, make very it. Few. I would like, though, mm-hmm. um, just li- you know, looking at your outline, and I look at the author, Jenny T. Colgan, and I was like, hey, wait a minute. And so I sit here and google it while while you're talking and she is also a rom-com writer i've read several of her books so yeah and that's that's quite a disparity you know she does science fiction and she does rom-coms and this is sort of almost zombie episode or zombie movies not the right comparison but kind of like that 
kind of a zombie movie. Yeah, it's a little bit. What's the um or monster movie, horror movie? I, I'm trying to think. What was the video game that they then turned Residency, into? A, Resident that's Evil. the one. It was mm-hmm. a little bit Resident Evil. Except there's only one creature. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and everybody dies. Yeah, everybody dies. Yeah. And Spoilers. So, yeah. Though I think I don't know. I think you, if you kill the mayor, it's a little ramping up things. I'm like I don't know how that story goes from mm. there. <laughs> I mean, you got to keep the you, you know the thing about class and Doctor Who or whatever. The struggle is always to make these events big on Earth, but it can't be too big because <laughs> then you change the world. Yeah. Um, so now we have a dead mayor, so that's kind of going to change the world of London. Yep. Um, don't know and, how they're going to deal with that. Yeah. Exactly. So, but anyway, anyway, I guess. But it was you know outside of the classroom. Um, you know there they were. In, I guess they're in the first five seconds. I'm sure they're. I guess they're at um, at the school. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, it was sort of a nice excuse to get them outside of the, the classroom and into a a different, entirely new setting. You know. So. Yeah. I mean, Tanya was her usual. You know, great. You know, she's supposed to be smart, capable, but you know, obviously still a kid. Um, so again, I did not tell that she was 14, other than being 17. But other than that, and also I feel like the relationship between Tanya and Ram, mm-hmm. which I think was established in the first series, you know, even in the very beginning, he's calling her to get help with his homework, mm-hmm. and that sort of relationship seems to carry over in this particular episode. So yeah, yeah, I thought they did the things that they do. Um, and they did them well. Yeah, I thought it's definitely just a good horror story. I mean, because even though it's audio, you can just kind of picture. Yeah, everything. I would totally like. I said I had Resident Evil in my head. <laughs> I had these pictures. I had yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, really nice. And the third and final entry: Tell me you love me. The synopsis is: The school day has ended. Charlie and Mateus find themselves alone, though not quite as alone as they first believed. Three little words can mean the difference between life and death. And Quill is the only person they can turn to. Yes. So this is my least favorite. Um, I think the premise is what makes it hard to do. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I enjoy the characters. Mm-hmm. Charlie, Mateus, and Quill. They're great characters. And, Love and Quill. In this episode, they are great characters. I don't... The actors aren't... You know, the story itself, though, is problematic because... The the premise is that there's this, you know, without spoiling the whole thing, there's this alien presence that's making a person talk continuously. But it gets annoying. I mean, it's, it's annoying, though. And it's hard to do yeah. in an audio book. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you, when, you, when you are just listening and you're listening to two characters talking because one of them can't stop talking, it becomes a little bit... I mean, it's sort of like, and I'm talking, and I'm talking, I can't stop talking, but I'm trying not to talk, and I don't know what's what's going on. I mean, like, you get that for five minutes straight, and you're like, okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Quill also does, or the actress, has an extra part. Mm -hmm. She, at some point, when she has the the creature in her brain... Plays the alien. Plays the alien as well, and Mm -hmm. that was a completely different sound, so that was very cool. To yeah. learn, she's incredibly talented. Yeah, and also, I don't know. Again, it, I, I, it's this is not a super critique, but Charlie and Mateus are just so like deeply. I love you. I'm like, all right, guys, you're like sixteen or seventeen or whatever, you know. Yeah, and there's also a lot of <laughs> kissing and stuff, mm-hmm. which is absolutely fine, but really difficult 
via audio. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I feel like there were a lot of belt buckles being undone <laughs> because that seemed to be yeah. the sexy time sound yeah. was a belt buckle unbuckling. Well, for uh, you know, guys, what do you do? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess zippers and belt buckles. That's all you got. What do you have for girls? Um, I don't know. What does a bra unsnapping sound like? Oh know. yeah, I don't know. Um, and so that was. I found that tricky just because, again, via audio, mm-hmm. you just you know. So there's a little bit of kissing, maybe maybe some slurping. I don't know. And, <laughs> yeah, um, we, we were sort of wondering. That we were in the car as as this the scene starts, story starts, and it's like, are they gonna like? do it here or like (laughs) which you know you do you but via audio (laughs) yeah and and then at the same time you don't necessarily it's not realistic to describe everything you're doing um and it's also probably not appropriate depending on how far into the i know like what am i picturing in my head right now yes yes (laughs) i was not sure what i was supposed to be picturing (laughs) in my head that is exactly you know and and you know at some point charlie says oh that feels good and i'm like where is he (laughs) i can't it's not in my head i can't you know it was uh, so on on that end but you did get to hear more of the actor speak not polish Yes, absolutely. <laughs> when they did the the interviews. after interviews, and mm-hmm. of course the the actor who plays Mateusz um, is not Polish, and so you get to hear his his natural a- accent, which was nice. I also spent a considerable amount of time during the makeout scenes trying to figure out how they made those sounds. <laughs> You know, like, how do they make the kissy noise? Yeah. yeah, it did distract me. You know, are are there people actually kissing? Are they actually kissing? Um, maybe, because uh, I know that the actor who plays... Um, Charlie? Charlie is married. You know, do, do they get his wife in to, to make the kissy noises? Do they just go... <laughs> that was just me making a kissy noise, but that's not really realistic. Yeah. You know, so my brain was just sort of in overdrive. Maybe it's in the Big Finish audio bank or something. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't able to land anywhere during that because I had so many questions. Mm-hmm. But never mind. But overall, I mean, I would recommend this. I forget. How oh much yeah, I paid for absolutely. It, but, and I was yeah. excited about the fact that there's a volume two. Is it out I mean, yet? It's already downloaded on my phone. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so there yeah. you go. There's a volume two. We'll be talking about that at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, if you enjoyed class, or even if you didn't enjoy class, I think you know gives gives a second chance, and you know, because you know, there's a lot of things it doesn't have that were in the TV series for good and for ill. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, like I say, I really enjoyed the uh, interviews afterwards. That's it for that portion. So um, if you're excited about the new series, both uh, this podcast and the TV show, um, don't forget to check out the Nerd Party's Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the Nerd Party and comment about any comments you have about today's episode if that's your uh, way you are on the internet or if you're on Twitter. Or you can follow us at Join Nerd Party, and uh, where we uh, we always appreciate retweets of the episode uh, to help spread the word. Absolutely. And if they wanted to contact you personally, darling, to talk about why they're excited about the first episode of the Thirteenth Doctor, where could they reach you? And I strongly suggest it because I like to hear from people, and I don't get to very often, but ever occasionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me at One Phoenix Theater. Right. You can find me at nc public servant and also if you want to leave a rating in itunes to help spread the word about time and space because this is the time when people are tuning in 
Yes, yeah. In the same way that Doctor Who is hoping for new audience, we hope to bring in some new audience as well. That'd be great. Sure. So, yeah. Leave a five-star or less than a five-star, you know, however you think we're doing in a comment, and that helps spread the word either way. So for our next episode, of course, we'll be welcoming the 13th Doctor. Doctor. Yes. (laughs) So until next week, enjoy watching, listening, and reading the Doctor's adventures throughout time and space. This is BBC Television.